Good morning, everybody. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I bet I can get you excited about investing. Let's jump into it. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Happy Thursday to you all. Uh, Normally, we have a quote of the day. Not today. I'm going to hit you guys with a pop quiz. And I don't expect anybody to get this right, but it is a very interesting piece of information. And I learned it while reading uh, from one of my favorite investors, uh, Ray Dalio is his name. Incredibly, incredibly smart individual. I I have a portfolio designed completely off of what he believes in. Um, It's called an all-weather portfolio. If you guys don't know what that is, Google it. Totally worth your time, especially if you want to be uh, defensive and extremely long term with your money. Um, it's not a growth portfolio by any means, which is most of my most of my portfolios. But this one, I believe in this portfolio in any circumstance. So all weather, right? Like we're talking summer, winter, spring. No, it's not like that. It's all weather, meaning all the ups and downs of the market, whether it's good for good for the market or whether it's terrible for the market. This portfolio is meant to weather all those storms. So if you get a chance, Ray Dalio, all weather portfolio, look it up. Okay. So the question today, guys, the pop quiz of the day is what do you think is the most frequently traded instrument on the market? Right? Is it Bitcoin? Is it uh, stocks? Is it bonds? Um, Yeah. What is it? What is the most frequently traded instrument on the market? I'm going to give you like five seconds. Doom, doom, doom. I think that's the song, right? That's the waiting. That's the waiting music, uh, guys. It's currency. It's actually exchange currency exchange. So, like uh, euro to to uh, the dollar, the U.S. dollar, or it's you know the rupee to the Australian dollar, uh, or the yen. You know, whatever. It's it's whatever the currency transfer is. That is the most frequently tr- that frequently. Traded transaction, I think that's how you'd say it. The most frequently used transaction is currency. A lot of people don't know that, but there is so much money to be made in currency transactions. So a good example of this would be George Soros. Um, Not a big fan of George's, or maybe I should say Mr. Soros, but he is essentially one of the wealthiest people on earth, and he has bet against a whole country's currency before um, and made tons and tons of money at the detriment of the country, but... That's a conversation for a different day. But so there's lots of money to be made in that. So remember that currency is the most frequently traded instrument in the financial market. Maybe that changes. Maybe it doesn't. Okay, let's jump right into the news, guys. We have another day of sell-offs. So what is happening on this Thursday? Global equity markets are selling off again with steep losses in Japan and Taiwan, while European indexes are down around 1% across the boards. First off, with that first sentence, guys, I was looking at all the all the uh, dollars from every country, all the currencies, they're all down. You know, all the all the indexes are down. So, you know, they might be up at this point. I think I put this all together about an hour ago and I haven't looked at the market since, but it's, it, it, they're all down. That's just how it's going to be right now. Uh, U.S. equity futures, however, are pairing early losses as mega cap stocks like Apple and Amazon look to head higher, bringing the overall market with them. Still, sentiment has turned against risky assets in the past few weeks, and U.S. equity indexes are actually negative for the month of May, which we talked about that. Sell in May, go away. Um, The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury jumped to 1.69% yesterday following the release of April CPI. Uh, figures which showed a which is the consumer price index if you remember that that measures inflation 
The April CPI figures showed a 4.8% rise in inflation from a year ago. Treasury bond yields are holding near the those levels this morning, but more inflation data was just released with the U.S. Producer Price Index for April. It showed a 0.6% rise from March, which was higher than expected, but not surprising given the recent recent spike in commodity prices. Sorry, guys, I'm having a hard time reading this morning. Uh, speaking of prices, the price of Bitcoin hit a huge reversal last night after Tesla CEO Elon Musk tweeted his company will no longer accept cryptocurrency as payment for its car due to energy consumption concerns. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, it's a little known fact that a lot of people don't know. Uh, that's kind of coming to light now, but it's been around for a while. Um, that's, oh yeah, but there's a general trend of risk aversion that has crept into the capital markets along with a blast of volatility, the likes of which we haven't seen in several months. Okay. So we'll talk, we'll talk on, uh, my boy Elon here in a second, but let's look over some of the headlines that I like today. So first one is really, really good. McDonald's is raising the hourly wage for its U S company owned restaurants. So I think they're looking to hire like 10,000 extra workers. They're being paid, the, the fast food workers at McDonald's, they're being paid more to stay home, right? Uh, the government's paying people to stay home because of the virus, and McDonald's is literally short on people. The most frequently visited fast food restaurant doesn't have enough people to work its restaurants. And I, I like this. I like this a lot. I like that McDonald's is saying, you know what, we got to pay him more. We just got to pay them more. So I think they're going to entry level employees will make between like 11 to $17 based upon where the locations are. And then shift managers will make 15 to $20 based upon their location. Guys, this is a, this is a good thing. Um, I'm not a fan of raising the minimum wage uh, because what that does is that forces companies to uh, say, okay, if I'm going to pay somebody more, usually you look for a more qualified person. So now it's going to be harder for entry level individuals to get jobs. So now we're talking between like 17 and 22, right? In fact, it's going to be hard for really anybody who's just trying to get a job, like starting out. It's just going to be difficult uh, because the companies will look for higher qualified people. But in this scenario, when a company like McDonald's chooses to do this because it's good for their overhead, it's a good thing for the company because they need more people, right? These people are being stayed to pay home and McDonald's is like, no, we need you guys to come work. So we're going to pay you even more. Um, I think that's a great thing. It's McDonald's saying, hey, look, we're able to do this. We're going to do this. We want to keep functioning at a high level. So that's a great business move. Good for McDonald's. Okay. Now the Colonial Pipeline, right? The Colonial Pipeline was the pipeline on the East Coast that got totally destroyed by uh, ransomware. Well, it's finally back and running as of last night. I think it was like 5 p.m. or something. Uh, but let me read this for you. The company did war or uh, Colonial Pipeline restarted operations Wednesday at approximately 5 p.m. After a ransomware attack last Friday forced the entire system offline. The company did warn, however, that its pipeline would not be fully functional immediately. So it's going to take a couple days for them to get up and running at 100%, but at least they're up and running now. Uh, it's going to fix a lot of things. It's still going to be shortages uh, probably for a week or two, because uh, oil shortages on the East Coast, because they have to deliver the oil. I mean, oil isn't something that just shows up. You know, you have to deliver it, so it's going to take time, and hopefully people will stop uh, filling, filling up their laundry baskets full of uh, Walmart grocery bags of gas. It's ridiculous. Um, you know what's funny about that, though, is if they would have done this three weeks ago, Everybody would have been like, oh, that guy's a weirdo, but they would have looked like a genius this last weekend, right? They would have looked like a total genius for doing it a week ago, but now they're doing it and they look like the villain. It's just an interesting perspective on 
timing of certain things. Before you're a weirdo, but if, if they would have noticed you doing it last week, you would have been a genius. And then if you're doing it during the issue, then you're a bad guy. Kind of an interesting perspective. But okay, let's jump into the main topic. Let's go back to Tesla here and my boy Elon. $365 billion. That is the amount of money uh, that Bitcoin's market value it just vanished. $365 billion just vanished overnight because Elon tweeted. Man, we got to talk about how some of these people just have power like that. Um, If anything, I think that shows that the value of Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency is only as valuable as what somebody else is willing to pay for it. There is no actual producing value in crypto right now. So that's, I think, the most important thing we can take from this. Um, But let me go ahead and read this news for you guys. Uh, Where were we? Okay. The price of Bitcoin dropped about 5% in the first five minutes after Musk's announcement and fell another another 5% overnight. Back in February, Tesla revealed that it bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin and it may invest in more of Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies in the future. In its earning report in April, Tesla reported a quarterly profit of $438 million and said it sold some of the $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin that it purchased in February, contributing $101 million to the bottom line. That is nearly a fourth of its total profit. Oh yeah, so that's important just because business operations usually, not usually, ideally, make money off of its producing good. So you would think Tesla, they make most of its money from cars, which in this scenario, most of it, right, $438 million, Versus 101 million that they got from their Bitcoin sell-off. That is most of it, right? 438 of it minus 101 is what? 337? Yeah, 337 million. So that came from their cars, from their actual product. 101 million? That's a lot of money still to be making money off of selling off investable uh, investments. That's weird to me. I mean, I, I run a company. Um, I don't have a business account yet where I invest the profits. I still just put it back into the company. So to see that they're doing that is a little strange to me. Not a not a bad thing, just a curious thing. So I'll have to look more into that before I really have an opinion. Uh, just, just strange to me. Um, but the tweet in and of itself, let me just read the tweet for you guys. Tesla will not be selling any Bitcoin and we intend to use it for transactions as soon as mining transitions to more sustainable energy. As soon as mining transitions to more sustainable energy. Sorry, that sentence was was weirdly phrased. Uh, We are also looking at other cryptocurrencies that use less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy per transaction. So, okay, so that's the whole point of this. It takes a lot of energy to mine Bitcoin. So the thing with Bitcoin, guys, if you guys don't know, and I'm sure most of you do, but... Bitcoin, there's a limited amount. Think of it like gold in the earth. You have to physically go mine that gold. All right. We're in like the last phase of Bitcoin. I think there's something like 20% of Bitcoin left. So 80% of all Bitcoins already been found. And the closer and closer you get to the last Bitcoin, the harder and harder it is to mine it. So it takes more and more energy every single time you're finding more Bitcoins. And it's an extreme amount of energy consumption. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I I was reading an article probably about three weeks ago about the energy used per one-tenth of Bitcoin. Uh, And it was was extreme. It was more than like a... I don't want to speak without knowing for sure, but what I remember was it was something compared to like a Minnesota house uh, in the winter for like four weeks. So you have to heat your house... 
um, to what, 72 degrees in Minnesota when it's negative 20. And so that same amount of energy for basically a month is what it costs to mine one-tenth of a Bitcoin. That's pretty crazy because we have millions of people doing that at every second of every day all the time. So that energy consumption is, is strange for me. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I'm not a, I don't even know what we would say, go green initiative person. Uh, I really like electric vehicles and I basically say that every single episode, but I just think that is a massive market that people can make money on if they get in on it early. Um, and I'm, that's not advice. I'm just, that's my opinion on it. Um, so seeing these people who <laughs> they want to buy an electric vehicle with their Bitcoin, which is what Tesla is saying they're not going to do anymore. They're not going to accept Bitcoin for any of their goods and services uh, until it becomes more efficient in energy. I think that's funny, right? Because the whole purpose of Tesla is to have a slick vehicle that uses electricity, saves money on gas, saves the earth, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And here they are using the most energy that I've seen in a long time from any sort of traded currency. Um, Anyways, that's it for today, guys. Keep that in mind. I hope uh, I hope you guys learned something today. And ch- let everybody know about the quiz of the day. Remember, the most frequently traded instrument in the financial markets is currency. It's not stocks. It's not bonds. It's not crypto. Um, all right, guys. As always, invest early, invest often. We'll see you later.